Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reversed PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And this week, I'm excited to report that my dog, Dax, has officially made it to Australia. He's finally here, and I feel so much relief just being able to say that I'm in the same country as him. He'll be in quarantine for 30 days total, and he's expected to be released around October 5. This is one of the hardest parts now, the waiting part. I don't get any updates or contact at all unless something has happened to him in quarantine. So no news is good news. I just have to wait until they give me an official release date, which happens about five days before he can leave. There is only one quarantine facility in all of Australia, and that's in Melbourne. So even though he's there, it's still pretty far away. I plan on driving down to get him so he doesn't have to take another flight back home. And all up, that drive is about nine hours by car, which isn't too bad, but still an adventure for sure. At that point, I know I'm not going to care about the road trip because I just want him to be with me already. Every week, I like to practice gratitude for something I'm grateful for in my life. And this week, it's that my sweet boy is safe and finally an Australian resident. I am so thankful for that. Okay, on to today's topic. You know, as we journey down the path of self-improvement, manifestation, and living our best lives, it's crucial to acknowledge that sometimes we may find ourselves cast as the villain in someone else's story. Today, we're going to explore this intriguing concept and discover how we can navigate it with grace and mindfulness. We've all been there. You're going about your life, focused on your goals, striving for personal growth, and then, out of nowhere, you discover that someone views you as the villain in their story. It can feel like a punch to the gut, a wave of confusion, and even a surge of hurt. It's tough to be the one seen as the bad guy when you're genuinely doing your best to navigate this journey. You have moments where you're wondering, how did I end up here? Or why can't they see my true intentions? The emotional toll can be heavy. It can stir up feelings of guilt, frustration, or even anger. Being cast as the villain can challenge your sense of self-worth and shake your confidence to its core. It's human nature to want to be liked, to be seen in a positive light by those around us. So when someone paints you as the antagonist in their story, it can feel like a personal attack, a rejection of who you truly are. Have you ever stopped to wonder why we feel the need to be liked? We're going to talk about it because it's not a you problem. 
It's literally the way human beings evolved generation after generation. Our need to be liked and accepted by others is deeply rooted in human psychology and is tied to our primal instincts for survival and well-being. Throughout human evolution, being part of a social group was essential for survival. In our ancestral past, individuals who were accepted and valued by their social groups were more likely to receive protection, resources, and support, ultimately increasing their chances of survival and reproduction. This need for social connection and acceptance became hardwired into our brains over thousands of years. Not only does this have to do with our evolutionary roots, it has to do with how our brains work. When we receive social approval or validation, our brain's reward system, particularly the ventral striatum, is activated. This region of the brain is like our internal pleasure center. It's triggered when we experience something pleasurable, rewarding, or emotionally satisfying. Interestingly, the same neural pathways that respond to pleasurable experiences like eating delicious food or receiving a financial reward also light up when we feel socially accepted and validated. Isn't that wild? So when we receive social approval, whether that's through a smile, a compliment, or a sense of belonging, our ventral striatum springs into action. It releases feel-good neurotransmitters like dopamine, which is a chemical release associated with pleasure, reward, and motivation. This creates a sense of well-being and reinforces our desire to seek social acceptance. I wanted to explain the science behind our need for social acceptance because many of us tend to internalize that and sometimes unfairly criticize ourselves for seeking approval. Please know it's not a personal flaw. It's an intrinsic part of our human nature. Now that we've covered that, let's talk about how you start to realize you've been cast the villain. There are a couple of signs. Firstly, becoming distant is often an early indicator. The person may gradually create emotional distance between you. They might become less responsive to your messages or avoid spending time with you or withdraw from conversations. This emotional distancing can feel like a sudden and unexplained shift in your relationship's dynamic. Another indicator is sudden or increased confrontation with that person. They might initiate arguments, criticize your actions or decisions, or even publicly confront you about your perceived wrongdoings. The confrontational behavior can be super challenging to navigate, and it may lead to heated exchanges and emotional stress. And when you're not a confrontational person, it can be so uncomfortable and unsettling to have all of these things dumped on you. You might notice negative narratives being woven about you. The person might start to consistently portray you in a negative light when speaking to others. They may depict you as the cause of certain problems or challenges in life, even when you're not directly involved. Or even if you are involved, there are assumptions about your intentions and actions and all of a sudden something you did or said has been misconstrued and taken wildly out of context. And quite often, you don't know what's being said, and you never will. You might get a third hound recount from someone else about what's happened, but you'll never really know. So what's the real impact of being cast as the villain in these situations? Well, it can shake the foundations of both one-on-one -on -one relationships and social or professional groups. In a one-on-one -on -one relationship, the consequences are pretty profound. You'll often see the nature of your friendships change. 
what was once a close, trusting, and supportive connection can start to feel strained, distant, and tense. Trust, which used to be the glue holding it all together, might take a nosedive as the person begins to doubt your motives and intentions. Rebuilding that trust? Yeah, that's easier said than done. Sometimes it's heartbreaking to watch that relationship dissolve entirely, creating a gap that's just too wide to bridge, and that's when you lose a valued friend. Now, when it comes to group dynamics, the impact can be just as significant. You might no longer be welcome in that group, all because of that negative perception that's taken root. Others might make it crystal clear that they don't want you around or may even distance themselves from you. That exclusion can feel pretty harsh, leading to some social isolation. It's like being left out in the cold, experiencing loneliness and the painful sense of being pushed to the margins as the people within the group align with that villain narrative. So it's not just a simple label. It's a label that can have a real, lasting impact on your relationships and your sense of belonging. You know, when you find yourself cast as the villain in someone else's story, it's not always easy to figure out what's going on or why they see you in that way. But if you want to, one approach is to try and confront the person who seems to be at the root of the narrative, as well as the others involved, and clear the air if you can. It's about opening up a space for a conversation. Ask them what's troubling them, what's happened, and give them the opportunity to express their concerns. This can be an important step in understanding why they've cost you in this role and if there's any misunderstandings that need to be addressed. Now, I get it. It's not always easy to confront someone when emotions are running high. It can be a bit nerve-wracking and stressful. But approaching it with empathy and a genuine desire to understand can go a long way. You might start by saying something like, I've noticed there seems to be some tension between us. I'd really like to understand what's going on. Can we talk about it? This opens the door for them to share their perspective. And when they do, remember to listen actively. Try to put yourself in their shoes and understand their point of view. It might turn out that there are misunderstandings or miscommunications that can be cleared up. But if you jump right to defensiveness, nothing is going to really get accomplished. It's also important to be open to taking accountability for your actions if you find that you've made mistakes or you've played a role in that situation. Taking responsibility can be a powerful step toward resolution. Ultimately, the goal here isn't to change their perception overnight, but to create a space for dialogue and understanding. It might take time to rebuild trust and mend relationships, but this is a constructive way to start the process. You know, when you take that step to confront the situation and have that open conversation, there are typically two outcomes that can follow. The first possibility is that the relationships are on a path toward being mended. And that's great. We love that. And we hope that that's the case. By addressing the issues, understanding each other's perspectives, and working through misunderstandings, you can start to rebuild trust and improve the situation. It's a positive step toward healing and potentially restoring the connection you once had. On the other hand, the second possibility is that things remain the same and you still feel the tension and isolation. Despite your efforts to address the situation and take accountability, there might be factors at play that prevent resolution. In those cases, it's important to recognize that you've done your part 
and there's nothing else that can be done. This is the challenging part. Relationships are built on trust, understanding, and mutual willingness to engage. If those elements are missing or if the other party isn't receptive, trying to force a change can often backfire and make the situation that much worse, even more strained. Instead, it's essential to respect the boundaries and choices of the other person, no matter how hard that is for you. It's a part of acknowledging their agency and autonomy. While it can be disheartening to accept that, there's nothing more you can do. Unfortunately, sometimes it's the most respectful and mindful course of action. In some cases, even despite your best efforts, you might just remain the villain in that person's story forever. This can be especially difficult to come to terms with because as humans, we often seek resolution and closure in our relationships. We want to mend fences and be seen in a positive light. However, it's important to recognize that not every narrative has a neat ending. Some stories continue with you in the villain role, and there may be little control you have over that perception. Is that incredibly hurtful and hard to reconcile with? Absolutely, yes. But if you've tried to approach the resolution genuinely with positive intention, and there's no change in attitude or behavior, then you can step away with a clear conscience. That's the only closure you need. We are halfway through now, and I want to pause here for a brief moment and ask you to take the next 30 seconds to help me out. While we're awaiting a sponsor, I'm taking the opportunity to promote our podcast even more. This podcast grows most rapidly through the number of reviews on Apple Podcasts and the number of star ratings on Spotify. I'd like to ask you, yes, you, to take a moment and rate, review, and of course, subscribe. You can leave a rating and review on Apple by scrolling down to the bottom of the show page. On Spotify, you can leave a star rating at the top of the show page under the show description. I'm giving you 10 more seconds to help me out, and then we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming. Thank you so much. It helps me more than you know. And we're back. In a recent rapid resolution therapy session I had, my therapist said something to me that really resonated with me. Everyone has their own opinion and perception of events, intricately woven from this thread of their genetic makeup, childhood upbringing, educational path, and life experiences. Each person sees life through a different, unique lens. And he compared this to two people standing in front of the same painting, who see completely different things. Say there's a big circle right in the middle of the canvas. One person looks at that circle and sees a radiant sun rising over a calm, peaceful landscape. Another person looks at that same circle and sees a roundabout, right in the center of a hustling and bustling cityscape. Everyone is going to look at that painting or situation and see something different. That made it a little easier for me to depersonalize experiences where I've been cast the villain. I was still looking back on those experiences after lots of overanalyzing and processing and struggling to understand how I could have been treated so terribly and portrayed in such a negative light. And after that therapy session, I suddenly realized that it doesn't really matter what happened. Every minute leading up to that situation caused that person to react in that specific way 
and I had nothing to do with it. They were looking through their own personal glosses, and that lens caused them to see something different than was intended, and that's okay. So how do we recover internally from being cost the villain? One of the most critical aspects of that internal recovery is self-compassion. Treat yourself with the same kindness, patience, and understanding than you would a friend who's facing a difficult situation. It's absolutely normal to feel a wide range of emotions, from hurt, frustration, sadness, anger, and confusion. Allow yourself to acknowledge and process those emotions without judgment. Bottling them up or denying them can hinder your recovery. So feel all of the feelings. Allow them to come out. Scream, cry, run, break something. Do what you need to do in a safe way to release what's coming up. Then engage in self-care practices that promote emotional healing, and that's important. This could include mindfulness meditation to help you stay present and reduce anxiety, journaling to express your thoughts and feelings, or pursuing creative outlets like art or writing to channel your emotions constructively. I will say it's tough to jump into this step unless you've released what needs to be released. For example, I can tell you from firsthand experience that you won't be able to sit and meditate effectively if you're still feeling rage and anger about the events that have occurred, so don't skip that step. Remember, reaching out for support can be a game changer. Connect with friends, family, or a therapist who can provide a safe space for you to express your thoughts and feelings. Having someone to talk to can offer you valuable perspectives and insights that you might not have considered on your own. So why do we care about all of this, and what does this have to do with the law of attraction? Well, being cost as the villain can seriously derail the foundation of your identity. Here you are, living your best life, embracing the law of attraction, working on personal growth and holistic health. You're all about that positive energy, manifesting your dreams, and believing that your good vibes attract good in the world. You've built the self-image as a kind, compassionate, and deserving person who's in control of their own destiny. Then, out of nowhere, someone comes in and labels you as the bad guy. It can feel like someone's trying to erase all of the good that you've done. Suddenly, you're questioning your intentions, your worthiness, and whether you truly deserve the good things you've been manifesting. You might feel like you need to prove your character because you're powerless in terms of what they're saying and spreading about you. Well, as you know, the law of attraction is all about aligning your thoughts, beliefs, and emotions with your desires to make them a reality. But when you're grappling with this kind of conflict and conflicting self-perception, it creates a sort of energy clash. This inner conflict can send mixed signals to the universe. While you're trying to consciously attract positivity and manifest your desires, there's an underlying sense of self-doubt or guilt that can disrupt the law of attraction's smooth flow. And we do not want that, friends. Absolutely not. We've worked fucking hard on our identity and our self-worth and our sense of self, and we don't want anyone coming in and shaking that. Now, it's hard. It's really hard, but you need to let go. Your character isn't defined by one or two people's perceptions or their narrative. Focus on genuine qualities and actions that align with your true self. Remind yourself of the values that matter to you most. Establish healthy boundaries. 
if interacting with the person or the group who cost you as the villain is causing you distress, then limit contact. Protect your emotional and mental health and your well-being. You have better places to be spending your precious energy. Redirect that energy toward personal growth, goals, and passions. Engage in activities that bring you joy and fulfillment and can boost your self-esteem and shift your focus away from that negativity. While you can't control someone else's thoughts or actions, you can control your own mindset and how you respond. And something else to keep in mind, friends. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're trying to add value to the world and your friendships and relationships, and your intentions are pure. Remember the law of cause and effect, or the law of karma. What goes around comes around. Our intentions, actions, and energies have consequences, not just in the physical world, but in the cosmic and spiritual realms as well. When someone acts with negative intention, they send out ripples of energy that can disrupt the harmony of the universe. However, the law of karma assures us that these disruptions don't go unchecked. The universe has a way of restoring equilibrium. Those who act with negative intentions will, in time, be surged with the very energy they've put into motion. It's a reminder that our actions have consequences and that the universe, in its infinite wisdom, works tirelessly to ensure the equilibrium of energies. It's not about punishment but it does give me peace of mind knowing that eventually the cosmic balance will be restored in some way and somehow. And that's not for me to know or it's not my job to bring about that balance, but it does allow me to let go, move on, and sleep well at night. Okay, friends, if you want to join our community of amazing wellness witches, please hop over to Instagram and give us a follow at healyourselfwithloa. That's L-O-A as in the law of attraction. All other social links and contact details, they're all in the show notes if you need them. That's all for today, witches. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.